0: The Best Halloween Ever by Barbara Robinson Chapter Two It was only natural for people to blame our principal because Mr Crabtree didn't like Halloween in the first place. He didn't want anyone to wear costumes to school or to put up Halloween decorations or have homeroom parties and every year he sent home a note that said Halloween would not be an acceptable excuse for tardiness or late homework or headaches Or stomach aches or failure to stay awake in class or anything else. One year Eugene Preston went trick-or-treating without a flashlight, fell over the Johansson's birdbath and broke his ankle and Eugene was scared to come to school. He even had a dream about it. Mr Crabtree took away my crutch he said and he made me hop everywhere up and down the stairs outdoors for recess and he made me play basketball In my dream, I kept telling him that I had a broken ankle. And he just kept hollering, No excuse, no excuse. Well, that's just silly, my mother said, when Charlie told her about Eugene's dream. Mr Crabtree didn't say anything about broken bones. He was just saying, Don't stay up past your bedtime, and don't forget your schoolwork, and don't eat a lot of candy, and don't get sick. What's wrong with that? nothing if you were a mother but these were exactly the things that charlie and i expected to do on halloween actually these were the exact things we did do on halloween except for eating too much candy we never ended up with too much candy and neither did anyone else thanks to the herdsman's they were around every corner and behind every tree on halloween they didn't dress up they didn't have to because they looked halloween all the time Sometimes kids even dressed up like them. They didn't go trick-or-treating, but they didn't have to do that either, as long as everyone else did, collecting candy and gum and money for the herdsmen to take away from them. Of course, this meant they had more time than the rest of us. They didn't have to pick out or invent costumes, try them on, and cut holes to see out of. They didn't have to be polite to the neighbours and say, thank you, and only take one trick-or-treat candy and they didn't have to stay on their own block and come in at 8.30, so they were free to run all over town, starting fires, breaking windows, moving street signs, and stealing anything that wasn't nailed down. Although they had done all of these things at one time or another, they had never done all of them at once, which was about the only good thing you could say for them. Well, at least they didn't set fire to the hospital, people would say if they set fire to something else. And when they run off with a Rotary Club cake, it had Rotary Club Happy Halloween spelled out in M&M's. It was supposed to serve 85 people. So I don't know what they ate instead. Everybody said, well, at least it was a cake they stole. It wasn't somebody's life savings. Hmm. Last year, they jimmied around the cages at the animal rescue and let all the dogs and cats out. The dogs and cats didn't know it was Halloween or why everybody had on sheets and rubber noses and aluminium foil underwear. And kids didn't know where all the dogs and cats had come from. So there was a lot of barking, a lot of yelling and a lot of crying. Naturally, there were parents trying to find their kids and police trying to get things under control and the dog officer trying to collect whatever animals he could get hold of. Along with the fire rescue truck and paramedics with dog bite medicine. There wasn't anything for the paramedics to do because nobody got bitten and nobody got scratched but they did have to rescue Alice Wendelken. Like everyone else in Alice's life her Halloween costumes always had to be better than anyone else's, more original, more unusual, more beautiful or more sparkly. When Alice said trick or treat she wanted to be able to gasp in wonder at her And maybe applaud. That year she was a hot dog with the bun and the mustard and all. At the last minute she thought it would be more realistic if she smelled like a hot dog. So she cut up little pieces of a hot dog and glued them inside the bun. It was realistic alright. Once the dogs got a whiff of Alice they thought she was lunch and they all joined in. Somebody called Mrs Wendelkane but by the time she had got there the police had Alice out of her costume wrapped up in a blanket and sitting in the police car. Mrs Wendelken didn't see that. What she saw was the remains of the costume, mostly the mustard part and the pieces of the bun, and a lot of dogs sitting around licking their chops. Mrs Wendelken said later that of course she knew the dogs hadn't eaten Alice, leaving nothing but pieces of mustard and hot dog bun. But think how it looked, she said. Naturally, I got a little excited. My mother has said hysterical was more like it. Wanting all those dogs locked up for observation, in case they were mad instead of bewildered. Don't forget the herdsmen, I said. She wanted them locked up too. Of course, none of that happened. So Mrs Wendelken was furious. And she stayed furious too. And when she heard about the goopies and the revolving door, she said it was obvious that the herdsmen's were out of control and there was no telling what they would do this year on Halloween. She wasn't the only one. The police chief said the herdsman's and Halloween together always gave him nightmares, and this year looked like it could be the worst one yet. Then the fire chief chimed in. Do you know what happens to other fire departments in Halloween? He said. Other fire departments get false alarms. A lot of false alarms. I'd love to get false alarms on Halloween. What I get is little herdsman fires. It was true. He said that the herdsman's never seemed to set fire to anything important. But I can't count on that. This could be the first year they happened to burn down the first national bank. The druggist said he was going to board up the windows. And Mr Klein at the hardware store said he was going to sleep in the back room just in case. And the next thing we knew, the mayor said, This has got to stop. And he did mean halloween he announced it at the rotary meeting no halloween and he announced it at the town council meeting no halloween and then it was in the newspaper and on the front page mayor cancels halloween out of concern for public safety the article said and to avoid possible damage to property local merchants will neither purchase nor stock the usual supply of halloween candy so that was it no halloween no candy charlie said he was going to have halloween anyway he was going to put on a costume and go trick-or-treating and everything but he really wasn't and neither was I nobody was because we couldn't have halloween all by ourselves you have to have kids on one end of halloween to look forward to it and get scary books out of the library and cut up pumpkins and get dressed up and then, as soon as it's dark, go trick-or-treating with your friends. Then you have to have grown-ups on the other end of Halloween to give you the old sheets and pad you with pillows and fasten you together with safety pins and hang around the house to hand out candy and, of course, supply the candy. It isn't fair, Charlie said, and he was right. Having no Halloween is the worst thing that could happen, he said. But he was wrong. There was one thing worse, and we heard about it in the morning announcements at school.